This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. They ship worldwide. They got everything from signed comic books, signed wrestling figures, anything from sports, you name it, they got it. The best thing is they update daily, so please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Galaga, Shadow of the Colossus, World of Warcraft, and so many others. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products on the market, look no further and visit LegacySubs.com and use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aids to muscle building, anything you literally need or want to make you feel better. They got it there. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition, so please visit them at LegacySubs.com. And if you want to support me directly and monetarily, you could visit my merchandise store, ITPublic.com, or scroll down on today's device in the description. It's embedded right there. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts, travel mugs, phone cases, anything you need or want. It is literally there. But... The most important thing, the easiest thing, the freest thing that you could do to support the show is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined once again by my jolly old friends from across the pond who enjoy watching rimming videos and people getting peed on each other while I'm trying to read my sponsors. From formerly Gato 5, Max and Jesse. Isn't the internet a beautiful thing? That one really got me. I just love that this. we're living in a year where one man could be reading all of his sponsors in the introduction to a podcast in Canada. Another man could get a rimming video on his phone and hold it up to a camera to show it to another man. It's That is the world we're living in. The future's and, here, guys. The future's here. 
It is. It is. Oh my God. And I can't believe I actually made it through that without cracking up once. I'm, I'm, that was the hardest one. I'm telling you right now, you, you made me crack up a few times the other time, but now I've been, you know, zenning before I'm getting ready and I know what's coming, but that one, whew, that was tough, man. That was, that was a tough, tough one. <laughs> you did very well. Your sponsors will be very proud of you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they are. We got dropped. We got dropped by a sponsor or got till five what? because we were, because we were being too, um, like, Sort of joke like about them. Yeah, Fuck just, off. Did they actually say that to you guys? They said, no, nah, we're, we're done with you? They did. Yeah, they said, they said, don't worry about using this, didn't they? Yeah, because Jesse made a Jesse joke, like, after the <laughs> intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't even something bad on them. It was just their name no, was no. associated with something hideous that I said. Yeah, and then we got a very, very nice but stern email to never use them again. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so we've been doing this how many years now? Four, five, probably? Oh, Something like Jesus, that? Yeah, maybe. I should actually go back and see what was the first mania we talked about, and then we, I guess we could use that as a starting point. But before we get there, I don't even remember, maybe in the early days I asked you guys, but, you know, time flies, new listeners. How did you guys actually meet and become best buds? Ah. Great question. Oh, you tell it, Jesse. You tell it better. <laughs> it's not even. There's not an amazing story there, really. So, um, um, we live in a small town. Where, lived in a small town where there's only one, um, like high school. Sure. Um, but there's a bunch of little primary schools. Okay. I don't know what you call them, but um, so all the so all the kids from all the primary schools go to the one school. Right. Um, and then I had a friend that was a mutual friend of Max's, and it was like there was this other ginger kid that was on the scene. All of, do you know what I mean? And Max was like, I'm your ginger friend. What the fuck's going on? And all of a sudden, there's this That's new hilarious. ginger friend that comes along. So me and Max hated each other oh as like God. rival rival gingers. For, Serious? Uh, yeah, yep. for, for about two Brett and Sean years, level. I think. What? Yeah. That long? Yeah, long time. Ah. And then... We oh both God. got put in the same German language class together. Okay. And I think one of us had, like, cut out something wrestling-related and stuck it on our book. Sure. Or whatever. And the other one saw it, right? Yeah, probably you. And other ones are like, you know, it really started with us bullying that fat German kid. And then... <laughs> yeah, well, that was... Then you going, part of the ah. same. Yeah, okay. So, first, the, so the first thing that happened in the German lesson was I kicked the chair of the kid... Oh. in front of me because he was leaning back right you know those kids that lean back on their chair sure. and they're so cool so you've got to kick it right so we felt bad smashed his head on the desk behind him and um wept openly and that was when me and max's eyes met and went we're gonna we're gonna be best friends i was like this this is the guy for me this is the guy for me and then he saw the wrestling thing and then there's that you know when you find out someone else likes wrestling and there's of always course. that moment where yeah, you just yeah. have to sheepishly go you were a fan, you know, <laughs> just like um, that awkward, like, and then you have to gauge what type of wrestling fan they are, right? Because sure. there's loads of wrestling fans that you do not want to be friends with. And like most of them, to be honest, but me and Max, <laughs> wow. me, and Max me and Max sort of worked out that we liked the same people. We understood, sure. you know, you, you know, we're all fucking Marks, but like back sure. then, like the internet wasn't, <clears throat> what it is now in the same way so it felt like a real achievement to sort of think you know what's going on backstage do you know what i mean and all that stuff of course. which is obviously a piece of piss now yeah. but me and max were sort of smug and sort of into all the dirt sheets and stuff and i'd never met anyone like that before so we and just became lovers 
and now we hate people like that. Like we, ninety-eight percent of wrestling fans are the absolute worst. Remember when we were going up to Birmingham to see a WWE show, and we we're on the train with all these little wrestling fucking nerds, and they kept looking at us like they wanted to talk to us, and we were like, "Don't you dare!" Speak <laughs> <to us."> <laughs> <laughs> we're it is like, you, yeah, and it we is know like, it. See, yeah, wrestling was always like my hidden shame. You know but I mean? you got to like, be smart. Like, you got to do what I do. I bring my wife along because she's hot and then they're all intimidated and they won't come and even try and talk to me. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they, yeah if they can't talk wrestling when they're coming in their pants. <laughs> exactly, right? It's their kryptonite. <laughs> <clears throat> so do you think Brett really was... Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, well, speaking of wrestling, obviously. So, how did you guys each become wrestling fans? What are like your first memories of becoming a wrestling fan or what got you hooked into wrestling? For me, it was always WCW on Channel 5. What? And okay. my my very first memory of wrestling was Sting versus Vampiro in the first blood match. Oh, I feel and old. I just saw this like two bigger than life characters and then they, they dumped a bucket of blood on Sting while he was hanging there and I just went, well, this is clearly for me and I was just like a Stinger obsessed from there and I tuned in every single week and then I switched over to WWE, saw Edge and I was just like, yeah, this, this is it. Nice. I'm sort of similar. I was WCW or Channel 5 as well because okay. that was the only wrestling that was on free telly in England oh, back in the 90s. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Um, okay. Yeah, so WWF was um, was on Sky, but you had to like pay a premium yep. subscription to Sky. That was only posh kids that had that. And, um, but I watched, but I was obsessed with Power Rangers when I was a kid, right? It was like my favourite okay. thing. And then I turned on WCW and I can't remember exactly who it was, but I'm guessing it must be someone like... Jushin Liger or Ultimo Dragon or Rey Mysterio or someone masked and like someone who looked a bit like a Power Ranger and I was like holy shit like this is like real life Power Rangers and that's what got me into it and then through being obsessed with those cruiserweight matches I saw Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit and people like that and ended up getting obsessed with them and then like Max um, switched to WF when all of my favourite wrestlers did basically yeah exactly yeah, I, well, again, people know I go way back. My first memories are from WrestleMania 4. So <clears throat> that's when I. Well, not really. I'm lying. My first memories are even before that, but I wasn't really a fan until WrestleMania 4. I don't really remember my first memories because my brothers, again, older, having older brothers that are like 10 and 11 years older than <coughs> you, they used to watch it. And obviously, as a child, I remember these guys fucking hitting each other, and I used to hate it. But. And then WrestleMania 4 came around, that whole tournament thing, it just blew my mind. And that's it, hooked ever since. Amazing. So when I was a kid, I didn't realize there were two different companies, right? It was just wrestling. Wrestling's on the telly. So like, I thought, I always thought Sting was like the third brother of the Undertaker and Kane. Oh, oh, he sort of of had that look about him. Do you know what I mean? And they had the same sort of energy when he was crow Sting, just like quiet and wearing black and stuff. And I was like, how could he not be related to the Undertaker in some way? I just must have always missed them, sort of. I don't know, at the family parties or whatever, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it's funny how you say you guys grew up on WCW because that's all you could watch. Here in Canada, it was WWF at the time. That's all we pretty much got. And Well, I, sorry, I'm lying. Like, East Coast, 
Canada. I don't like by Minnesota. I'm sure they got the AWA and all that stuff, but we, we didn't get any. And then obviously Stampede and shit, but it was strictly WWF, like all the whole city of Toronto. That's what everyone watched all the time. Where even where WCW only really became big once <clears throat> that whole NWO shit happened. That's when it just popped off here too. But people would watch it, but no one would care. Even like NWA, no one was like a Ric Flair fan up here. Like no one cared about that shit. We were all diehard Hogan's and that's how it was it's whatever you grew up on man it is it's crazy and look at us we're all friends now you grew up on wf we grew up on wcw we're like the wrestling ebony and ivory <laughs> sure <laughs> that's how i see this and it's easy ebony friendship oh yeah oh, oh yeah well did you guys think this was the most stupendous wrestlemania of all time uh, did you play a stupendous res- uh, drinking game? Every no, but I, I was following people on Twitter doing it. That's hilarious. How fucked would you have been if you'd done that? That, or you could have got fucked alone, by the way, just every time they said freaking in the Seth Rollins match. Oh, I didn't realise how hard they were pushing that. Good right? Jesus. Apparently that's his middle name. Who knew? <laughs> like, yeah. Like the big show. His middle name is Big. First name Burr. Oh, Boston, my God. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, uh, but yeah, um, it, it, was, it was stupendous in length and time it took out of my life. So I'll say it was stupendous in that regard. But I think it was better this way, having one night uh, pretty much almost four hours, the second night three and a half more or less, instead of one full six to seven hour event. That's just way too much. Yeah, I no, I agree. That is better. Yeah, it, it is, but it, it's still way too long. Like, we'll what? get into it. But for me, night night one was I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was just like watching old wrestling again. I went in just complete like fuck. I'm just going to enjoy this, but I couldn't bring myself to put on night two until a couple of hours ago because I just like can't do another like four hours. <laughs> it's hard. I just can't. But you out. It's. I know I've talked about this before, and I'm sorry to everyone listening oh, who God. is Why either not? sick of it. Or is listening to this hoping for like hot takes on wrestling, and I'm just going to talk about how bright WWE is and how the it's like it's too high def for my eyes. What and I don't I don't like the camera changes. They change oh. too much. And it makes me feel dizzy. Sure. And all this eight hours of that over a weekend, it's going to make me epileptic. Yeah, it's because you're not used to it. And again, for people who don't know, yes, they're not avid WWE watchers. They don't watch the product every week. They watch the big shows so they could come on. But <clears throat> obviously, they know history and they know everything about wrestling. But yeah, I, I could see that for some. But I'm used to it because obviously, I watch all the shows, right? So to me, it's a, another day at the office, so to speak. You have to just burn your retinas out watching it week to week. <laughs> or just be on your phone and listen to it. <laughs> it's like all that, yeah. Okay, I don't want to start with night one because that was a better night. Let's rewind a bit. Let's go to like okay. during the because the whole WrestleMania weekend thing is now it's turned into first it was one night, then it was two nights, then it was the whole weekend. Now it's like a whole week thing. Every friggin' oh, yeah. wrestler was pretty much in Dallas. Like for I gotta say because he's a former guest, Mike Bailey must have wrestled like 115 times over this past <sighs> weekend. I don't know how that guy's still walking. So many promotions putting shit out, so many good events, and it's true. Then when you get Finally, to WrestleMania, you do feel a b- bit of burnt out. But the good thing is, I found that every event I watch, and I'm not going to go through them all, maybe ROH, because that, that was a bit different because of AEW era now, but I found that every event was a little bit different and it wet my appetite just enough. I don't watch every single match, but I went in watching what the matches people were talking about, and to me, that was good enough. I, I don't know, did you guys consume anything else during this WrestleMania week? For me, it was, it was Ring of Honor. I was very hungover. 
on a Saturday morning, and I was like, okay. I just need, I just need something. And then I saw the the Ring of Honor Supercut was getting like great reviews. So I was like, I'm just gonna pop that on. And fuck me, even that first match with like Strickland and what's his name, Alex, whatever his yeah, face is. Really I've remember. never seen him wrestle before. Well, Alex He's great. Yeah, that poison runner off the apron into a backflip blew my mind. Um, yeah, it's it, it's and. Obviously, we're going to talk about FTR versus the Briscoes. Probably the best match of the weekend. Tag matches I've ever seen. Just those guys are money. You know what was it? They were they sold two hundred tickets, and then by the time they announced FTR, it was almost a sold out show within like that. See that? We live in such an amazing time to be a wrestling fan, don't we? We don't really. I think we take it for granted a little bit. Like no matter what companies you like, there's something for everyone right now in a way that there never has been before. And now that Khan has Ring of Honor as well, like it's it felt like Ring of Honor's been nosediving for years, right? And it was it was cool in like two thousand and five or whatever. And then ever since then it's been like eh. But now it's just gonna skyrocket, I think, and we've now got this third promotion that we can get excited. I know it'll be linked in with AEW and they'll do stuff, but it's like it's just so exciting, man. It's almost like WE, um, ECW, WCW. It's almost like having those three back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. The we'll talk about it a little bit later, but the impact that AEW did have on this WrestleMania can't be denied. Like, of course. I still don't believe it, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, some of the shit Vince pulled off just to kind of like do the show was was amazing. But yeah, it's it's so hard to dislike the Briscoes. They're just one of the best tag teams. Like Jay Briscoe's energy, I will never get sick of kind of watching. And then having like the Young Bucks show up and right, that was a nice little touch. Kind of Uh, storyline, Jay Lethal kind of because Jay Lethal was never going to really work on AEW programming. But he works very well in Ring of Honor, and him and Gresham can have a great program together. Yeah, the little heel turn that he did because his his match, Jay Lethal's match, was just one my probably my second favorite on the show. Yeah, no, the, that event was great, and then obviously Samoa Joe showing up on the end, and now he is officially all elite. So you will be seeing him moving forward on AEW TV, which obviously was going to ha- happen eventually, right? So, <clears throat> yeah. I love wrestling. Wrestling's good at this moment. It's thriving, I think. Obviously, maybe the numbers don't show it because we are in sort of what they call the wrestling bubble. But you know what? As a fan that's already invested, you couldn't ask for anything else, man. Yeah, exactly. And now we have three of the Ring of Honor originals on it. That's right. CM Punk. I didn't even think of that. And Samoa Joe on a TV show together. Oh, you know they're going to do a three-way at a Ring of Honor show for sure, right? They they have to. Yeah, they got him. With Regal there and Moxley there. I'm just, I'm just loving it. Anyway, we're here to talk about WE. So, yes. Yeah. But yeah. Australia. Well, how about this? Did you guys watch anything or any highlights from the Hall of Fame? Because, you know, Undertaker, everyone. This is the one thing that I've noticed about the Undertaker. As much as people say they're either Flair fans, Hogan fans, then you got the whole, uh, someone's either a, a Bret Hart fan or a Shawn Michaels fan. You either love or hate them. Everyone loves The Undertaker. I don't think there's one wrestling fan that could say something bad about The Undertaker. No, I, I enjoyed his TED Talk. Um, very right? <laughs> no, but in, in all sincerity, I think it was one of the best induct, induction speeches that they've had in a very long time. 
It was good. I, I know what you mean about The Undertaker. He's very... I mean, the last few years, we've sort of been a bit, oh, please stop. Like, well, yeah, know, but that's different. But only yeah. because we're concerned for him, I think. It's like, just please stop doing it. We that. love him that much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you sort of think, like, the amount of memories he's given us, like, from childhood and some of the matches and stuff. Like, Undertaker is just such an incredible character. You do You hear some questionable stories about him sometimes and the way he treated like rookie wrestlers and things like that but i don't know it feels like a cop out to say it was of the era but it's sort of there there's a bit of that there as well i think and but generally speaking yeah i mean what what an amazing character that has just been around for that long it's just it's fucking crazy we've always said it shouldn't have worked yeah it should not have worked as as you always put it just this undead wizard (laughs) <laughs> um, is, I like that it's something that should never have happened but yeah, Hall of Fame career if anyone as Vince McMahon said if anyone deserves to be in the Hall of Fame it is The Undertaker oh god yeah no of uh, course most definitely alright let's do an impromptu top 5 Undertaker moments we'll share them between us I'm gonna go I'll go first with his uh, feud with Yokozuna nice strong strong uh for me, I loved two thousand. Like I know, Biker Taker gets a lot of flack, but that feud with Brock that ended in Hell in a Cell, I think yep. that's one of the best programs they put together. Nice. All right, if we're sticking on Biker Taker, I'm going to quickly shout out his entrance at WrestleMania 19 with Limp Biscuit Live, which. Bearing in mind, I was 13 at the time, right? So I was, I was <laughs> yeah. prime age for like being a Limp Biscuit fan and loving all that shit. And obviously it's dated, but that was just the coolest shit in the world to me when I was 13 years old, seeing him come out with Limp Biscuit live. It was awesome. I'll throw in the first Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels and then his last match with Shawn Michaels. <clears throat> yeah. It, yeah. His, la- his last match over the um, WrestleMania 25 yeah. one. Oh, no, no, sorry. WrestleMania 25, that's what I meant, sorry. I don't, I, don't, rest- I don't count really the second one because uh, it's sort of like a continuation. But it was a sleeper, I think. Like, that second one is a really, really good match. It's just obviously everyone's always going to compare it to WrestleMania 25, which was an amazing match. I think we've talked about this before as well. Yeah. The beauty of that match is lost on new wrestling fans because <laughs> like the amount of false finishes and kicking out of finishes, it's just normal now. And but when that match happened, it wasn't, and that's what made that match so incredible because they were kicking out of stuff that people just never kicked out of. Now people kick out of everything all the time, which we'll get to later. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, at the time it was incredible. And WrestleMania 26 match um, with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels' last match, we're not counting Saudi Arabia. That was the last match of his career. Right. Um, he did a moonsault off yeah. the top to the outside. Um, onto Undertaker through the announce table. That is something Shawn Michaels has never done in his entire career. In the last match of it, I think that's fucking incredible. He, yeah, he used to go for a reason. Um, and then and I'm stuck between two moments. Ministry Taker when he has like Stephanie kidnapped and stuff. I was thinking that one too. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a good one, that's a good one. Uh, his return at Judgment Day when he just, the crowd go fucking nuts and he destroys everyone, Austin, Triple H, everyone. This was like 2001, I think, but that pop when he comes out is just unreal. There's, we could do a top 50 Undertaker moments and still we could, go. We could just keep going. Mania 20, when he came back with Paul Bearer after Kane had buried Biker Taker and he came back as 
the, the original, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the No, I got the ultimate number one. I'm going to go with the number one Undertaker match of all time. Him against Giant Gonzalez. (laughs) Get that. Proudest. The the proudest win by disqualification. Part of the WrestleMania streak that no one talks about. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Win by disqualification. Yeah, but if anyone does deserve it, obviously it is the Undertaker. And like you said, we could go all day and all night, but... I want to go, let's go rewind. Let's go backwards. Let's touch on night two first. Because I don't know if it's maybe, like we said, we were just burnt out because there was so much wrestling the previous night. But if you were to look at this by itself, I think it still holds up, but it's just still not as good as night one. So, but no. there's really like three three matches to talk about. Okay, let's start off since he is your favorite, the dream match, Edge versus AJ Styles. I didn't like it. Woo! I was not vibing with that match at all okay um, okay i love the edge is kind of trying trying to reinvent himself i don't think he does it as well as like jericho does um this is very much just combinations of all of his character like the brood and the heel and all of that kind of stuff he looked incredible and um edge to taker looked fantastic in his purple and black gown and stuff and he's, he started off his streak, so I can't wait to see where that goes. But I just, I don't know, I just don't think him and AJ really got out of the gates. And it just was a little bit like, ugh. You had such high energy in every single WrestleMania match. And everything was so quick and fast and fun. And then you had a real sleeper pull-down match. And I just don't think it fit the vibe of, of the show. Love Damian Priest being a part of it, though. I was gonna, like but the, wasn't the ending a bit weird though? It just like literally came out of nowhere. He just stood there, right? he just stood there like, and then they just like, "You're right, mate." What's <laughs> going on? That's, that's it. Um, well, he is a yeah, big dude, so they, maybe he got scared. Yeah, what those two do now, bring it on. But the match for me, eh. yeah, that's Can true. I say, go for it. Sorry, no. Like, who the fuck am I to say this? And it's okay, like, here we go. But I think AJ might be a little bit over the hill. I feel Uh-oh. like he's just about peaked and he's been one of the greatest workers for an incredibly long time. But it's the first match I've watched where I thought, ah, maybe AJ's getting a bit old. And that, and that sort of took away a bit of the enjoyment for the, for the match for me as well. Did, did you sort of get that vibe or not? A little, a little bit. bit I yeah, mean, just a little. Talking for a while about retiring now and I always go like no you're fine because I'm picturing 2015 AJ and like all the banging matches you had with like John Cena which feels like yesterday right which feels like yesterday exactly <laughs> but you're right he's slowing down a little bit he he can't rely on the height everything's it's just a little slower to get going and yeah we have no right to say because look at us but he looks he's almost what 50 he's coming up to now He's in his 40s for sure. That's He's in his late 40s. And yeah, maybe it's time to kind of either change up the style or actually go to a retirement room. Yeah, but I'll throw this in. What about him hitting his head on the way out and getting that cut? What if he got (laughs) concussed and like, you know what I mean? And he forgot maybe the spots and the matches and he was a bit off? big cut. You never know, right? Like there's so many like, and especially with these guys, like not all of them like to reveal everything on Twitter. But you know what I mean? Who knows what other underlying conditions he had. But no, I agree. It was a little bit awkward. The one spot that I loved, I don't, this is the closest I've ever seen a count to three in a long time, was that the Styles Clash kickout from Edge. Like, that was literally a fucking cunt's hair, man, away from a three count. 
And I love that Edge didn't do the whole, no, 2.9 and he froze the <laughs> arm up. It was literally just uh, slightly off the map, very slightly. As it would be, right? More realistic, like, yeah. this is my last ounce of strength. Okay, it's up. Instead of the dramatic. But, uh, yeah, I've. this is so weird. I've been dying for Edge to come back. You know, his career ending was heartbreaking for me. Like, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Happy as shit to see him come back at that Rumble. That but I've so not really watched any of his matches. I've not seen any of his stuff with Seth Rollins. I've not. I just haven't watched it. And this isn't to say that Edge can't still go because he 100% can, but I don't know. I just I can't watch him, and I, I don't have a reason why. Wow. It's, no, I do know what you mean. It's because I, I know why. It's because you came to terms with him retiring, uh, right? Like nine years. Yeah, you you just come to terms with that, and you're like, that's my favorite wrestler. I'm familiar with his body of work. That's all good. When they suddenly come back and start doing all this crazy shit. Like, it, I don't know, it does mess with you. Like, if Benoit came back, what would I do? <laughs> I think we'd all run for the hills because he'd be a fucking zombie. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, a match that I think was universally enjoyed by everyone. This came out of nowhere. I was not expecting this. I know it was going to be a car crash, no pun intended, but Sami Zayn <laughs> versus Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass clan. It was like, amazing. So, right? The- the only thing that Johnny Knoxville didn't do right. is, at some point in the match, get a black paintbrush out, draw a tunnel, and run through it. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything else that happens in cartoons happened in that match, and I was there for it. It was awesome. It's so true. It just, I think it started off a little bit slow, and I was like, oh, here yeah. we go. Like, you know what I mean? And then slowly but surely, then Pontius got involved, and then Wee Man came out, which fucking, that body slam is, to me, better than Hogan on Andre the Giant. Like, come on, man. Like, at WrestleMania as well. So, But then it built up, and it got better and better. Then all of a sudden, you got to see the fucking hand, which people now are saying are Mark Henry and Mae Young's son. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fantastic! The hand stun. How many times do we rewind Jackass Free and just watch Bam get taken <laughs> the fuck out with that hand? That was incredible. And Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, they elevated that match as well. They were fucking on it. Like McAfee knows his Jackass references. Right. He threw them all in. And it ended in a fucking giant mousetrap getting the pin. I loved every second of it. You're right. So slow to begin with. And I was like, this is going to be the, this is going to be remembered for a very different reason. Right. And then it just got better and better and better. It's great. And and variety as well. Like, obviously it's stupid. Right. That's what makes, that's what makes wrestling shows great. You don't, you want variety like that. Like it stands out. Like, we're obviously going to talk about Stone Cold later, right? And that was, like, one of the top moments of Mania. And not because it was a technical masterclass, for other reasons. And this is exactly the same thing. It's just, just please all our senses. That's what wrestling needs to do when it's at its best. And that's what this did. And I think they did a perfect job with it. Because, yeah, if it was just strictly Knoxville versus 
uh, Sami Zayn, yeah, it would have been a boring match. Like, how many times can you hit Johnny Knoxville with something, right? At least like this. It added more story and made the match a bit longer. And there was complexity to it. It wasn't just like a, a single thing. And now you have Sami Zayn looking like an idiot running around against all of them. Sami Zayn, as well, in the whole build-up to this, has worked his... Right? This guy deserves a world title shot just for that. Yeah, man. Like, talk about a guy that goes above and beyond. If you just follow his social media and all that stuff, like, what he was just consistently doing, basically being a one-man, like, on the show and everything, just, like, building this feud just on his own. What a talented dude, man. He's working his tits off for a mid-level but you know what i mean like sort of smarks would sort of go oh, he's like lower yeah. card and it's like but it paid off because everyone remembered it and yeah both him and owens oh yeah stuff they feuds. were trusted with this week last week yeah it's crazy unbelievable and fair play to knoxville as well because obviously there was the old stuff back in 06 with umaga and all that kind of <laughs> shit that went horribly <laughs> right. wrong but like Knoxville obviously did a bit of training because he he knew his ring positioning. He was he yeah, was tornado on it. DDT off the top. Tornado DDT and he was his bumps were pretty clean and yeah it was great. And Knoxville, well the Jackass intro theme makes a great wrestling. So good. Song. He said this when right? he came out of the Royal Rumble. Didn't exactly. It's a great entrance music. Yeah. So yeah, Sami Zayn. Deserves all the credit for, for yeah. making that match. Like he's a hero. He's just—I've he, loved him ever since the NXT days. He's always course. been That's basically so because like a ginger fine. guy who loves Scar and wears flat caps came out, and I was like, I, I, I'm on board with this. This is me. And <laughs> um, but he's obviously moved on from that. But just everything he does makes me love him more. It's just. What a solid, like, he earns every penny. See, and he's so adaptable. When he was that pure fucking, what is it, white meat baby face, no one ever thought he could go heel. Now look at him. No one could think he could ever go back. Like, that's yeah, the yeah. signs of, like, the pretty much the perfect wrestler where he could go both ways and it's believable, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, when he was the heart of NXT, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was like, do you remember when they were teasing him turning heel? It is in the match that he won the NXT title against Neville. And um, yep. and the crowd were like, you know, the smarky crowd <laughs> who love a heel were just desperate for him not to, you know, use the belt on him or whatever because the ref was knocked out and do anything wrong. It's like do it honestly, Sammy. And like, yeah, such different character to now, but he could do, he's done both at, at total extremes, which is awesome. His, his dancing has gone to the next level. <laughs> I don't think you can do any more like that entrance. Do you remember? Do you remember when him and Kevin Owens were a team, and Kevin Owens would walk out like Nelson Muntz, and um, and Sami Zayn would be dancing round him like Martin Prince? Yep. Do you remember that Simpsons episode when they're in Shelbyville, <laughs> and he's just like prancing around? It was so good. See, and even speaking of that too, with Kevin Owens, you you could believe that they're best friends because obviously they are, and then when they feud, you could so see how much they hate each other because everyone goes through that with either their brothers or their friends once in a while, like you know what I mean. But in the end, you always make up. But then there's always that, uh, you know, I'm still watching you type of thing, right? So it's, everything's believable uh, that both of these guys do. And may I add you, they are Canadian. They are Canadian? Well, French Canadian. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, speaking of, again, I've, I don't, looking back, thinking too, was there that many celebrities ever that wrestled out of WrestleMania as well? Because I want to touch on Pat McAfee next, because I consider him a celebrity wrestler, even though he's an announcer, yeah. but he came from the football world. So to me, that's yeah. a. You know, a different sport. He was never a celebrity wrestler. Okay, yeah. exactly. Was he, is he? Was he well known? So I'm not a big NFL guy. Okay. Was he very well known pre WWE? No, he like, was a kicker. Super Bowl. 
He was yeah, a kicker. Oh, really? He was like a proper, like, massive player. Yeah, he played oh, for yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, he played in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah, he's yeah, legit. But, yeah, but, yeah, but people can play in the NFL and not be sort of famous. Yeah, true. Well, no, he wasn't famous. Like, Super Bowl like, level and um, his, t- his radio show that he does alone. Now, yeah. Millions. Uh, millions and millions. His post. So, pre, so pre, pre-WE, if, you, if you're an NFL fan, you know, you know him. Well, not really. Okay, how about this? Pre-WWE, post-NFL, and that little thing there, he made a bigger name. Because like how Max said, he has his show on YouTube, the thing's huge now, and everyone goes on. And like You know what I mean? He became bigger as a personality than he was a football player. But he was still right. decent. But unless you were like a diehard f- football fan, you would know who he is, obviously. But other than that, yeah, he's just another guy who played in the NFL. Okay. Like Brock Lesnar. Who the fuck knows who well, he is? No, well, Brock Lesnar didn't make it. <laughs> he tried out. He, he didn't make it. You could say Goldberg. Yeah, he was on. Was it the team? Was it he? No, he was on the practice squad. Doesn't count. Oh right, okay. Now Goldberg, cool. yes, he was on the Atlanta oh, yeah. Falcons. Yeah. So when he had hair, I like seeing those pictures. Uh, <laughs> Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Pat McAfee, Austin Idol, so many different swerves. I was not expecting what the fuck was going to happen here. I had no idea. Like I had a feeling. McMahon was going to get involved, obviously. But with the whole rumors of Shane now being involved back and he was going to do something at Mania, who even knows if that was even true now? But I don't know. Okay, let's break it up into pieces. What did you think of the actual match between McAfee and Austin Idol before Vince got involved? Is it Austin Idol or Austin Theory? Theory, my bad. I'm thinking old school NWA. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that match. Um, I, I'll go first because I know Jesse's feelings towards McAfee. Even before this, I fucking love him. I think he yes, is me too, genius. Man. His his match against Adam Cole, which I don't know why they didn't bring up, was an absolute barn burner. Well, can't. The guy is great on the mic. He's fun at commentary. He is everything sports entertainment needs to be, and he makes it fun as shit. And that entrance with Seven Nation Army Fantastic. was the loudest of all of Night 2. They were just... Ah, oh, he was just a star from the get-go. The kid's and over. The, yeah, <laughs> and the stuff that they pulled out in terms of, like, the suplexes and the athleticism that he has to kind of do that springboard <coughs> to the top rope, deliver the superplex. Right. Everything was tight. Everything was good. Um, I think Austin Theory did a great match of kind of, like, helping McAfee along, but I didn't think McAfee needed it. I think he had it. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> it was it was it was fine. I've just um, I've just, just realised in my head what, what McAfee is, what? Um, and I, he he's this generation's Mongo McMichael, right? No, get out of here, <laughs> man! Why not? Mike was terrible. I know. Come Mongo on, Michael was totally passable as a wrestler. He was fine. He was the same sort of style on commentary, right? No, so, beat it. He's a former NFL player. Oh he is Mongo McMichael. That's no, the, the NFL is it's the it. only link, but like... No, it's not. It's the commentary as well. He was a commentator on WCW. Yeah, was, but com- they were not the same commentator. No, commentator, not even close. Come no. commentator. That's what they both are. And they both were wrestlers. Clutching at straws. Guys, I'll crack. Wrestlers. Been drinking too much piss, my friend. Stop it. 
Wow. When Jesse hates someone, he'll tear them down and bury I them. I don't hate um, McAfee. I don't hate you it. You literally I just... sent a text saying, that twat is dancing on the table. I'm just close yep. to turning it off at the start yeah. of WrestleMania. Doesn't mean I hate him. Just means he's got no place on my television. That's two different things. Oh, <laughs> don't, I don't get it. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. I just don't understand why. He's like it's a too bright. And it's a ten-year-old that's been given too much like diet coke or something, and he's just running around all excited. He's so happy to be there. Well, wouldn't you be happy? No one's that happy. Wouldn't you be happy to have a match with one of the probably future stars of WWE, if not the next guy to take it, and then the fucking boss and the man himself? Like, come on, what's wrong with you? No, you wouldn't. No, you're telling me if Vince McMahon called you and said, "Come on down," you're gonna have seventy thousand people blaring and being on your side, and then you get to wrestle me. He's the last. He's Steve. Let's just you and me talk. He's the last. Sorry, I can't. I just can't get on with him, and he hasn't got a chin. <laughs> okay, go get yourself a, a refill. The true wrestling fans will talk about what happened yeah, next. Yeah. So yeah, did you actually think that was going to happen when Vince McMahon started? Taking, I was like, no way in hell is this going down. Yeah, no, not given the, his ages. I thought his wrestling days were, well, it turns out they are. <laughs> like his wrestling days long behind him, you know. Well, you know what? And I, I'm waiting for this to be confirmed, but I know my heart of hearts sure. that Vinnie Mac wrestled that match as a fuck you to Triple H. Triple H retired, <laughs> and like he did when he tore his quads, and he got, he was like, I'm going to come back in less time than you, because I tore both my quads. And that's exactly what he did. And this was him being like, I wrestled longer than you wrestled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swear that's why he did it. I did it. You can't do this, because you might have a fucking heart attack. I'm nearly 80, and I'm going to do it. Although I thought, when he took that stunner, I... Like, well, the worst stunner in history, it's been dubbed already. It's been, yeah, and, and he was the proud owner of the... He's broken his own record. Yeah, the other one. Was, the, yeah. You know what? You'd think a guy who's been involved in wrestling his whole life by now would know how to take a fucking goddamn bump. <laughs> and has taken the stunner more than anything Right? Else. That's yeah. true, too. I don't even think but of that. But he's, but he's also like 78 or something. Like, it's... It doesn't matter. Even when he was younger and he thinking. was taking the stunners before he had greys. The guy couldn't take anything, man. Uh, what I loved was Austin just pissed himself afterwards. Like He, he was, was just, dying. Speaking of a guy having a good time. Such oh, a good man. time. Who had a better weekend than Steve Austin, by the way? Right? Like, what an amazing time. Like, the amount of beers he drunk just in the ring, like... Alone, both nights to have an amazing weekend. Let alone everything else that he did. He's he stunned what five people by the end of my count. You had Kevin Owens, yeah. you had Vince McMahon, you had Austin Theory, you had Brian uh, Byron Saxton, yeah. and McAfee. Pat McAfee. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a busy weekend. That's Which weekend. again, you see McAfee. He took that stunner like a champ, and. He did, he- Sold it well. I, I pissed myself laughing him dr- drinking well. on the floor, which is now a meme. <laughs> and it's like, oh. It, 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 I was just not expecting it, and it was such a long segment as well, but they just, yeah. they just kept it up. It's true. It's it was so a bit long because they kept going. But, well, but, but then again, it was multiple layers to it. Like it went from a singles match to, to an impromptu like match to now Stone Cold out of nowhere because, you know. If you're going to have Stone Cold, you got to ring him out both nights. Like, I don't know how no one saw this coming. I didn't personally, but looking back now, everyone should have saw it coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, didn't, I didn't expect to see him on night two at all. But yeah, like you say, now, it's like, obviously. 
One one last thing, Michael Cole, bless his heart, he, he properly earned his paycheck, but when he said, oh, Pat McAfee is my best friend in the world, <laughs> right? it's just like, oh, Michael Cole, oh, Michael, best friend. Yeah, all these people, other people that he's commentated with that clearly have made it very clear to him that they are not his best friend. <laughs> right. Uh, well, speaking of Austin, let's go now to night one. With his match with Kevin Owens. I did not think it was going to be an actual match. I thought it was going to be like the actual Kevin Owens show. A few people were going to come out. I honestly thought maybe some other legends were going to come out and stuff. And do one of that shtick thing. But for it to be an actual no holds barred match. And then fucking Austin delivering suplexes on the outside and shit. Again, fantastic. Was not expecting this whatsoever. Austin looked amazing. It was pure. I was a little boy again watching Stone Cold wrestle. It, I loved it. It was awesome. But fuck me. Kevin Owens, man. Just the... Like, no disrespect to Austin. Like, he... You know, for his age and how long he hasn't done it. Yeah. And how fucked his knees are and stuff. He went hard. And fair play to him. But Ke- he couldn't have done that with anyone else. Kevin yeah. Owens just completely looked after him. And put on... And proved that you could pretty much put on a good match with anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. as long as Kevin Owens is looking after you, you anyone could get away with it. Oh, yeah. Because think about how long it's been. 19 years since Fucking long him time. versus The Rock. That's crazy. From, from WrestleMania 1 to when Austin retired is the same length of time that he's been away. Yeah. That's that is just mind-boggling. And for him to... Yeah, okay, he was a little slow out the gate and his, and his stomp in the mud hole didn't have the same veracity, but like... Um, yeah, the dude is what, 60 coming up to? And to take not only a suplex bump on the outside, but outside in the crowd area. Right. And that wasn't a smooth suplex. He did not get his feet planted. No. That was just body hit out of man. <laughs> yeah, totally oh. winded out. Kevin Owens' cell from um, Austin's clothesline was a thing of beauty, I thought. The way he just, oh, like... the way he popped out so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and Kevin Owens, and, basically, and Kevin Owens. standing whisper in the wind <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of to take that clothesline. It was, yeah, man, it was just so, it was so good. And the um, the finish of that match, I thought, was great. When yeah. Kevin Owens hit that stunner on Austin, I thought that was it. I was like, oh, right. fuck, like, Austin's going to go out on his back again. And... Um, we, it's been a great match, but that's fair enough. He got caught, and yet he kicked out, and then we got to see um, the Austin stutter, and then just his post-match celebration that felt like it went on forever, but in the best way. It was just like exactly. so many beers, just bringing Byron Saxes in. His brother turns up at one point, and I've no yeah. idea what. And even Austin looked like he was like, "What the fuck are you doing in the ring?" <laughs> 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 he sort of like pushed his brother out the ring. It, I like yeah, that he was. He was fueling up throughout the match. Like every beer he took, he, he went back to more old school Austin. <laughs> every beer was like him restocking his past. And yeah, it was very obviously um, 2003 Survivor Series, Jesse's Jesse's favorite, where it's Team Bischoff favorite, versus Team Austin. And he gives a beautiful speech about how his <laughs> career started in Texas and it's going to end in Texas. Yeah. It's really nice to have that kind of full circle again. Yeah. But with a happier ending this time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a perfect way to end night one for for so many reasons. Because you had so many good other matches throughout the car. Like, uh, one of the top three matches of the whole weekend was that everyone's talking about. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. And, <clears throat> my God. Everyone 
was sleeping on Bianca for such a long time, and now look what she's doing. I think she's now better than the original four horsewomen coming out of NXT. Well, yes. Jesse's got a controversial opinion. Oh, no, no. I, I, I love Bianca Belair and I love Becky Lynch. Didn't love this match at all. Well, I'll give you this. I, I, I thought this wasn't uh, their best match, but I still think it was a good match. I think last year's... There was, uh, no, there was no psychology to it. It was it was and I agree with you. roll-up yeah. finisher. High spot roll-up finisher. And that that's why it. I didn't like it. I thought last year's WrestleMania with uh, what was it, with Bianca was and Sasha better. was a lot better than this one's. Yeah. It just felt... Yeah, everyone's been praising this match. And it was like, yeah, okay, but it's sort of... If you're just going bang, 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 it's not got the same effect as when you bring people up and down. Do you know what I mean? I expected a lot more because especially the build-up too. It was a great build-up. I love the story going into it, the whole SummerSlam thing and then cutting the hair and then now they both literally hate each other to death. Fantastic. And then the match happened. I'm like, fuck, great match, wanted more. Yeah, it just needs more peaks and troughs. I think they're too scared to do the peaks and troughs wrestling anymore, especially at WrestleMania, because if you look at pretty much every match, it was just, there was just all up, all energy, all the time. Every match had it. Well, the Um, perfect example of a match that wasn't is the next one we're going to talk about, right? Which, um, the Seth Cody match. My favorite match of of WrestleMania. But that was was a good match. WWE match, right? That had that was high energy, but we also had wrestling and taking it down a bit so that the big moves meant more and stuff. That's what yeah. all matches need, and that's what I felt like was lost in quite a lot of WrestleMania. Yeah, but in all honesty, looking back now, other than maybe Omos versus Lashley and maybe the the girls' uh, tag team championship match. Oh, oh, the Sheamus match too wasn't the greatest. There was not really that many duds. Like from top to bottom, it was either all decent or above decent matches. And I think that's what made WrestleMania WrestleMania this week. But like you you touched it, my favorite match of the whole weekend, well, WWE-wise, was obviously Cody showing up. Because everyone was still under, like, you know, even though we're wrestling fans, it was, it's like the whole CM Punk thing over again. You know what? You knew 99.9% was going to happen, but this is wrestling. Anything could happen last minute. What if Bray Wyatt showed so up? Ready. What if Shane I, McMahon I showed so up? Ready. Exactly. I was so ready to hear, here comes the money. Right? That'd be, that'd be <laughs> or, or even a bigger swerve. The Undertaker comes back out for his last match. He's <laughs> yeah, at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. It just still, I've rewatched that entrance at least four times now. It still doesn't seem real. Right? And the music, shit, everything. That reaction. Why, why did they let him keep his fuck you WE music? Like, were they not, a, were they like, is, is this about AEW? And they're like, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. And, just the exact same character has, has come over. And I I know Vince feels yeah. like this is a big get to kind of steal the competition, but all you're doing is proving that you couldn't make Cody a star, but the other company could. <laughs> now we want him, and he's fucking huge. But if you ask them, Cody included, he wouldn't say AEW made him a star. He would say he made himself a star off his own back. Well, yeah, right? because he's the ultimate Yeah. And, um, but arguably, you could say, like, joining Bullet Club in Japan, that was exciting when Cody did that. Do you remember when he first left? And then the Ring of Honor, when he turned heel in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, 
And he's like, do you remember that match when he actually turned heel in that Ring of Honor main event and was just running around like a shitty little child? It was amazing. Um, it was all, he was basically like tapping the ref on one shoulder and then running away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, co- um, Cody, yeah, coming back to the same character, it's surreal and weird. And the same, you know, the same logo, the same music. Like you Yeah, said. but I like it. Because look. Yeah, no, it's awesome. To me, this is what I think was missing from WCW and WWE era. When someone made the jump, you knew who they were, but they would always play a different character. Why? Why can't you go, like, for example, Jeff Hardy going to AEW, keeping the music. Fantastic. I love that shit. Yeah. So now wherever he goes, you can, and you know what's that first hit, uh, when it hits, and it pops, that's it. It's Jeff Hardy. It's the Hardy Boys. Come out. Same thing with Cody now. Like, you know, why not have this? CM Punk's another example, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. WCW did it. When they nicked all the WWE people back then, they didn't try and change them. They were like, it's it's been working. Don't, yeah, but they still changed their name. They still had different entrance music. That's what I mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was, like, called Hacksaw Dewey Duggan or something. Like, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be the exact name. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan. Randy Savage was Randy Savage, right? Um, no, the British they, Bulldog was, like, the fucking uh, yeah, Shih Tzu well, Chihuahua or something. I don't know. Like, Razor Ramon and uh, Diesel obviously weren't, but... They played on that, right? They were right, like, yeah. you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here, all this stuff. Now so imagine Hogan getting, showing up in WCW and All-American hits. How crazy would that have been instead of his generic fucking whatever beat they put on him after? I miss I miss Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Well, oh, that's his best. That was, yeah, that was right. a good time. All, and it's yeah. all been taken away. But... Don't shit on Cody's moment, guys. You no, know, I'm so not. It was good. Yeah. No, no it that was, was fantastic. Good. And you know what I, part of, again, because everyone was waiting for it. What's going to happen? He does the Stardust cartwheel right off the bat. Gets it over and done with. You know what I mean? That's it. You don't have to, bring, even though he did bring it up again on Raw, but that's besides the point. Holy shit. Corey Graves is obviously a massive Cody Mark. Or like he, I, I don't know what was going on, but when he came out and he went from un- <coughs> Corey was saying from undesirable to undeniable, and he just did all of his AEW stuff. And then when he did the cartwheel, and Cole was like, oh, throwback. And Corey was immediately like, no, that's him shedding the skin and pushing forward. It's like, holy shit. Now, <laughs> all, of, all of that shit was because Cody had grabbed Corey by the <laughs> Right before it got, it said, "Right, when I do this, you're fucking saying that, and when I do this, you're fucking saying because that's the sort of person Cody is, right? He would have made sure that everything, yeah, was, everything perfect. was perfect, and that's yeah. what he would have done. He would have, he would have found a way. I bet Eden had like grabbed the headset off of whatever producer was backstage and was saying all this shit <laughs> to Corey as it was happening. It's like you say this about Cody, you just Fuck. You never, well, okay. we're giving Cody okay. all the credit, though, but it takes two to tango. Speaking of people who that anyone could dance with, Seth Rollins, again. Oh, God, yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, this character, like I said, to me, I know a lot of people are stale on him, but I really enjoy this character. And the one part I love the most, he whispers in his ear, welcome back to the big leagues. Fantastic. Yeah, I love that yeah, little man. touch. Seth is so consistently good that you almost, you almost forget. Right? You? you sort of take it for granted. I was just going to say that. Never, when you never see someone botch and see someone just smooth consistently, you just, you don't even think about it. You just, like, Benoit was the same. I know, like, you know, but uh, it was, when did you ever see him fuck up? Do you know what I mean? And well, it's like amazing. he did one big fuck up, but that's the size of it. There was one mistake. There was one mistake in his life that he made. But Jesus. on camera, like, he never, and 
it's, it's the same with Seth Rollins. You just don't yeah. see the stakes apart from when he no. mumbled Sting. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but Sting was just lying. That was all bullshit. <laughs> the guy who was jumping off a balcony two weeks ago, he's fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Seth gave him the elixir of life, it seems, maybe. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? He's got a book about more guys. <laughs> it's it's very exciting to see Cody back. And I'm it sure is. he's negotiated a hell of a contract to protect mm. himself and his legacy and everything. Oh, he's winning, he's winning some sort of world title for sure. So you reckon, like, without a doubt, he is... Next Mania. He's, he's winning Next the Mania? Mania. No, I say... Okay, well... Slam. I saw... No, we're going we're gonna to have a long-term storytelling year. Well, we're going to have Cody working his way up and through. He's going to win the Royal Rumble, and he's going to win the main event of WrestleMania, and that will be his world title. Well, as of this recording, Raj is pretty much aired, and I saw a little bit of... Because he was the first one to come out, and he did his first promo, and he already laid ground to work. He came back to be world champ, to make his family name proud, and this, this, and that so yeah the journey starts here honestly that's like you said he's he would have signed a contract that protects himself a lot and say what you want about cody the guy knows how to do old school storytelling and i think he would have insisted on this and wants to do a year to remember a really good storyline builder and i think it's gonna happen i think it's gonna be interesting seeing t- for cody rhodes to finally have the world title you know, all of the shit that he's done to get to this position. It's it's like its own little movie. He's <laughs> yeah. the carniest of carnies that right. you could ever possibly carny. And just how he went away, built a company just so he could go back and get that validation from daddy. Daddy wins. <laughs> Unreal. Is, yeah, it is, it is crazy. It is almost surreal. I mean, no one knows except Cody, really, what's going on in his head. Well, yeah, but, of course. It's, Who would have uh, thought that the first big jump from AEW to WWE would have been Cody? Like, right? Like one of the co-founders of... Not in your life. Yeah. Who do you reckon will be number two? Oh, Who do you reckon is easy. the next? MJF, yeah. come on. You think? Either MJF or Wardlow. How about that? I'll throw those two in there. Wardlow feels like um, he would be right up WE Street, doesn't he? With the way he is looking at everything. That guy can cut a promo as well. I was yeah. shocked. Yeah. Not bad. yeah. Great. M- MJF won't go. You don't he, think so? Um, no. Um, he will um, eventually, but I don't think anytime soon. I don't I don't think we'll ever see MJF in WWE. I think he enjoys he enjoys the um, sort of creative and promo freedom that he gets. Not necessarily just in AEW, but elsewhere. Sure. So even if he doesn't stay with AEW, I don't think he'll ever go to WWE. Um, I'm trying to think who would who would end up in WWE from AEW. I mean, fuck it. I mean, Cody went, so you could say anyone, right? And yeah. and you could say that's fucking mental, and I could say, but Cody. Fake true. Goldust. Goldust is next. Mark my words. Oh, yeah, yeah. He comes back. I hope he comes back with this stuttering gimmick. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> that was so good. That was the best. No, his dominatrix yeah. gimmick was the uh, actual best when he was with Luna Vachon. Uh, yes. Oh, what, when, he, when he was the artist formerly known as Gold. Yes, exactly. That yeah. was some dark shit he was going through there, man. <sighs> yeah, that was, yeah. Imagine seeing that, like, when you're nine years old. Oh my god! That, I was. That's true! I, I, I had no idea what was going on with the ball gaggers. It explains a lot. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Well, before we get to the worst story of the week, anything else you guys want to touch on quickly from Mania Weekend? Yeah, I, I had something that kind of popped into my head okay. a couple of hours ago. It's kind of a downer oh. to, to end the podcast on. What? But 
this is kind of a bookmark end of an era WrestleMania. Okay. We saw Undertaker go into the Hall of Fame, retire for good. We saw Triple H hang up his boots. That's right. We saw Stone Cold wrestle his last match. We saw Vince McMahon wrestle his last match. You know, just this complete end of an era of all these guys that we grew up watching. And that it's done. Like, that whole era. No, we still got Randy Orton. Yeah, but Randy was like after that. Like, if we're talking the Attitude Era, okay, Kane okay. was in his like little mayoral suit, McFoley's fucked, and was the only person who was left from that era is Chris Jericho. Every other person is retired or just done. Yeah, Sting. No, where, yeah, well, you got Sting still. Now. Yeah, it, it's it, it's emotional and it's it's it was kind of beautiful to see this kind of bookend and I like that yeah. Triple H didn't do the big me moment. He just wanted to drop his, his boots, boots and in left. and walk away. Yeah. Um, that's why Cody didn't come out with a sledgehammer and just like fuck him. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, jumping back, by the way, um, <laughs> AEW jump Jericho. I think it will be Jericho. Oh yeah, and he's going back for sure. Yeah, I don't think it'll be any shot career. Soon. He'll he'll yeah. go back. He'll go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, have one more Mania match or something. But yeah, that'll happen. But uh, but anyway, you're right, Triple H. um, And Triple H, by the way, sort of what a love-hate relationship we've had with that guy over the years. True. When you think back, like, God, I hated him. You know, in the sort of 2003 um, reign of terror, you know, to 2007, 8, something like that, when he was just on top all the time on Raw. It was like, you know, my boy Benoit wins the title and then, oh, wait, no, it's going to go back to... It goes to Randy Orton. I was like, oh, okay, I'm cool with that. New youngest champion. No, straight back to Trips. And then it's just, ah. Oh. But yeah. and th- but then we get NXT Triple H and these sort of late Triple H and all yeah. of a sudden he becomes Uncle Trips and we all love him and want <laughs> to sit on his say, lap. Yeah. And, stroke his and beard. Then, no, yeah, stroke his <laughs> <yeah. laughs> You do nuzzle into it. What do you want for Christmas? And, but... <laughs> Golden black, please. <laughs> but yeah, we've been we've been up and down with Triple H, but seeing him retire like that was a nice moment, I think. And yeah, uh, still has his health, he's he's still yeah. around. Um yeah. And, and I don't doubt and even if he wants to come back in somewhere and I could see him totally managing like a stable or something, having the next evolution type stable of some sort, you know what I mean? And still be yeah, on TV cool. if you wanted to, or come back as he an authority still, figure. He could still hit the odd pedigree, couldn't he? He could stick kneecaps on under his oversized suit trousers. No one would know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, one thing I want to point out was, again, coming from the Attitude Era too, love the signage. That was the big thing. Everyone had their signs. Classic. I noticed one at WrestleMania. I don't know if you noticed this during the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar match. And the sign read, Acknowledge these nuts. Fantastic. <laughs> right? Classic. Like, I miss those type of signs. It doesn't beat Roman as a wank pheasant. That is always <laughs> the number one sign. That's a good Roman one. Roman is a wank pheasant. Edge is rated G for gay. That was oh, God, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> that was calculated. I'll send you the picture of that. That's so like, mean. It's from like 2006 or something. I'll send it. Oh, of course. Someone was so proud when they made that. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, overall, what do you give both nights of WrestleMania? It, I knew you were going to ask this. It's difficult, so difficult because yeah. it, it wasn't a wrestling show. It was pure sports entertainment. As we said, as Jesse said, no psychology, no nothing. It was just like, ah, going to scream in your face and you're going to love me afterwards. <laughs> but night one, I did have fun. 
I, I really did enjoy it. So I'd probably say like 7.5 and 8 maybe for night one because okay. I did enjoy it. Night two probably hovers around more like the six area for me. Like there was That's a right. lot of dud, there was a lot of fast forwarding, but there were some stellar moments. I'd go six out of ten for night one, four out of ten for night two. Well, you're just on fucking crack. I'll go eight for night one, and I'll go uh, six and a half because almost seven for night two. But overall, I'm, I'll I'm give hunt, it. Please, I'll if give it. If it was darker, you would have got another point. Well, there you go. But <laughs> overall, both nights, I'll give seven point five altogether. How about that? Okay, I'll go. I'll go six point eight. Seven. Oh, here we Just go. Six point eight two five seven. That's mine. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Six point ABC. <laughs> ABC. <laughs> well, gentlemen, we have reached a point of the word story of the week. Are you ready? Always. This is the only reason we come here, Steve. Yes, you say yeah. that. You say that every time, my friend. Get a new shtick. So. <laughs> So, this week's story comes high above in the skies of America on a flight from Seattle to Phoenix. So, a man on a Southwest Airlines flight faces federal charges for allegedly what during the flight? What do you guys think it is? Um... Put his dick in another passenger's ear whilst they slept. Okay, that's very detailed, <laughs> but that would be a big no. <laughs> like I did on uh, that flight that I did once. <laughs> Pending court charges. <laughs> um, was his last name Flair, and did he have his robe open as he like strutted down the aisle? Maybe, but no, it's not wrestling related. Oh, this same. Um, just a side note, just as we're talking about oh, this, God. you know the kid, the kid that me and Max became best friends over, <laughs> who I kicked the chair out from under. Um, sure. I tormented him a little bit, and I went on a um, German exchange with a bunch of other kids at okay. school, like an exchange trip. Sure. And um, and he was on the plane with me, and he fell asleep, and I took one of the girls' tampons and put it in his mouth as he slept. And because he was, like, a bit drooly while he slept, it all swelled up and nearly choked him as he was sleeping. Wow. <laughs> wow. That should have been the word story of the week. So, Mitto, did this guy do that? Did he put a tampon in someone's mouth? No, he did not. He did not. You ready? For- okay, you ready for it? That's <laughs> So, he is allegedly charged with masturbating. No, he is charged with allegedly masturbating four times, apparently, during a flight. Only four? Only four! That's rookie numbers for a flight. How long does it take, a flight from... um, Seattle to Phoenix? Maybe, I would say three, two, maybe? I don't know. He's knocking out one an hour, definitely. One and a half an hour. Have you- I mean, it'll, it'll be slightly <laughs> sore, I suppose. But what? Well, so was he? So I assume he was doing this in full view of everyone else. Well, he, yeah. Okay, I'll explain Why the whole did they story. Stop him after the first two. Well, here's the thing. So he first one, you give him two. <laughs> he was yeah, sitting. Give him one. He was no, sitting. That, that, was a, free. That, was a, that was a free pass. <laughs> Just wipe it up. I'm glad these guys are so into this. So. By the fourth one, it would have just been like an old man <laughs> sighing, right? There'd be nothing coming out of that. <laughs> so he was sitting beside a woman apparently every single time he did it and no he wasn't moving around <laughs> is anyone sitting here do you mind 
yeah, well, you really brought this on yourself for not selling out the flight. <laughs> Sitting beside a woman four times. Okay, this is what's even more weird than him jerking off. She was taking photos of the guy doing it. Nice. But she took it so she could show the flight crew. And when they saw that, they put her somewhere else. And then that's when they called the authorities when he landed. And the woman turned it in. The FBI apparently got involved. And when the FBI interviewed him, do you know what his excuse or what his rationality was for doing all this? He said... I was cleaning it. No, he said that... I was cleaning it and it went off. He didn't think (laughs) the female would be uncomfortable and thought that it was kind of kinky. I mean... This was definitely Jesse. It's quicker. (laughs) It's quicker than asking for someone's number, isn't it? You get like... <laughs> no, it's not. You get that little joke out. I <laughs> well, yeah, it's. I like that she took photos of him, and I like that he probably thought this is a good sign, right? Right. Well, what did you? Yeah, if she's got it out, it's like, oh, she's liking it. She's like, yeah, she's putting this in the wank bank. This is good. It time. depends on the face, guys. If she's making like a smiley face, yeah. yeah. If she's if crying, she... <laughs> then no. <laughs> I know you've always struggled with that, Justin, but I'm just wanting to... Just wipe her face and use the tears for extra loot. Yeah, but if you weren't enjoying it, you would call... (laughs) See, I think she was playing both sides of the story here. I think she was playing both sides. Because if you were really disgusted, wouldn't you call someone right away? Like, I don't know. If if some guy is jerking off beside me, I'd be like, buddy, get the fuck out of here. I would, like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't just sit there and be like, you know what? I'm going to take a little bit of this. You know what? Lean back a bit. The lighting's a bit off. You know, Jesse likes it dark. (laughs) It's pretty hard to get a good picture. Right. Isn't there like there's a button for assistance right above you? I'm surprised the guy didn't accidentally press it with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't standing up. But how do you know? Have you seen the photos? No, I don't want to see photos. I do. Of, of a guy drifting off on an airplane beside a chick? Yeah, look, look, this uh, this podcast started with me showing you a man getting ribbed on my phone. I think I think we're beyond any of this. Well, then you could Google it, my friend. I'm sure it's very searchable. By the way, Steve, have you ever considered a career in um, being an anchor man? Because I love the way you present these news stories. I think you should do it professionally. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I treat them as if they're real news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just in. Well, it's got to be professional for, somewhat. Throw over to Jesse's corner for his opinion. <laughs> oh my god okay so now the most important question of them all have you guys ever masturbated on a flight not beside yeah. someone but in like the washroom or whatever yeah yeah of course uh, what do you mean of course this is something normal well yeah does it but here's the question if you've done that are you part of the mile high club no because when no. you jerk off you're still considered a virgin right so it doesn't count that's true yeah so maybe not you're the way i do it <laughs> so maybe you're you're in the mile high club but like uh, can we have like tiers of the mile high club so there's like the yeah, leopard okay. tier or something uh, you have to earn your why would you not just go bronze silver gold why did you go leopard leopard i don't know i went biblical the leukemia tier like, what, what's, what's happening i don't know but where yeah, to I mean, go from you've got to you've got to you've got to do it especially on long flights you get bored <laughs> yeah, I was on a flight to to New Zealand. What else am I going to do for like? Exactly, that's the hours. longest flight ever. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how many I knocked out. Four. I've never gone. I've never gone fourteen hours without masturbating just in normal life. Why am I supposed to do it on a plane? 
Well, it's, it's like if you're a smoker and you, you can't smoke on a plane, same shit. Yeah, exactly. What do you mean exactly? But smokers don't get to smoke on a plane, so why should you get to jerk off? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a fair, that's a fair argument, but... Right? My, my gym, yeah, there's no, but there's my gym no isn't giving anyone else cancer. Exactly. Well, they're not going to, like, land the flight, are they? <laughs> exactly, not the way you do it. I don't need something on a rim and someone sits on it. You might get some kind of disease, that's for sure. See, and this is why I don't like to use public restrooms because of people like you. Okay, so how about this now? Now, now, now I'm curious. I'm either curious or very perverted. But so, if you go out and you're out longer than twelve hours, you're just going to go to a washroom and yank one out. I'll find somewhere. Oh God. When are you when are you out longer than twelve hours? I don't know. Maybe you might leave first thing in the morning and then, you know, you go to work and then you go hang out with people and then, you know, next thing you know, it's midnight. You know what I mean? You never know. Uh, I'll have found found some alone time in that time. So that means you must have jerked off at work too. Well, yeah, it's like being a porn star, right? Because you're getting paid for it. Okay. Game over. Run the music. (laughs) I'm I'm done. I'm sorry. This is... Steve, there's not an example in the world that you could come up with that Jesse has not masturbated in. <laughs> Weddings, funerals. I was going to say, a funeral home. Please tell me no. Well, uh, that's Jeffy. Well, well, you're not, well, you're not there very long, are you? So I've never really had the chance. Okay. Kind of a Jesse, at my, at my funeral, can you make a promise that you're up one out? Oh, yeah, I'll chuck it in the coffin with you. You'll <laughs> be buried with it. <laughs> oh, God. It keeps getting stuck to the side as it's going to lower him in. <laughs> Well, or like if you, if you get cremated, do you remember when they burn Homer's um, underwear in um, The Simpsons and all the ghosts come out of it? <laughs> if they cremate you, that's what'll happen from my jizz. <laughs> well, on that note, plug your shit where people could call and complain and send you hate DMs. The floor's all yours, my friends. Uh, no one gets this far. We can say whatever we want at the end. It's great. Jesus um, Christ. No, nothing going on. Nothing going on. We tried nothing to do a podcast. On. Life got busy. Yeah. We'll try we, again. We, we recorded the first episode. It just needs to be edited now. And then we need to record more so that we're not under pressure to do it every week. Um, we are working on that. Um, in the meantime, um, there'll be musicy things I can plug in the summer, nearer the summer. But um, we'll do that at a different time. Did we not say last time that this is our last WWE show we were going to do? For the year, yes. But no, we're going to continue doing Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So the next time you'll hear from us, I think it's what? Double or nothing in May, I believe? Ah, okay. End of May? So yeah, first week of June, I'll have these guys back on. We'll talk about double. I think it's double or nothing. I don't know. What is this? Maybe it is. Yeah, I think it is. Whatever. We just have revolution, so... Yeah, so yeah, next AEW big show. Yeah, exactly. Next pay per view, we'll be discussing, breaking it down, what we liked, what we disliked, see what's different, see if anyone else has made the jump by then. Now it's getting oh. actually exciting because the first couple of years, everyone's locked in, signed in. Then you started seeing the NXT jumps. Fine. Now, yeah, it was interesting now to see who would go from the other side here. So now we're starting to see that too. So fantastic. I'm here for it, and I'm rock hard. Glorious time for wrestling. And for myself, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them, it most definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please, each and every week, if you haven't done it, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. One last thing before I let you gentlemen go. 
I know you're huge Pokemon fans. What did you think of Logan Paul's necklace? Did it like a gym trainer. Loved it. Yeah, actually, to be fair, as much as I hate Logan Paul, his whole gear was pretty spot on. He right? Looked, he did look quite cool. Yeah, he didn't skimp on that gear. Guinness World Record, that Pokemon card is. I know. Most valuable in the world. I'm sure if people in Dallas actually knew that, you'd have people running and brushing him on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Stabbing him with their spurs or something. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, he's Max, he's Jesse, I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.